Hi, you're listening to the sermon podcast of Impact Church in Fredericksburg, Virginia. I'm Pastor Brandon, the church planter and lead pastor. We are a new church in the D.C. area that is centered on the gospel and sent to our neighborhoods, Northern Virginia, and the nations. Please visit our website at www.impactfxbg.church. There, you'll find our current meeting times and locations. Our prayer is that you are encouraged by the message you hear today and fall more in love with Jesus and others. Thanks for listening. Hey, if you have a Bible with you this morning, uh, go ahead and get that out. Or if you brought a phone or a tablet, um, get that out too. If this is your first time to church or your first time to church in a while, welcome. I'm so glad that you guys are here. And um, you may, uh, maybe you didn't bring a Bible, but you may want to follow along. They got apps for that now. So you can uh, download an app. I use one called YouVersion, Y-O-U Version. And you can download that and, uh, and follow along in Scripture with us uh, today if, that's what, uh, if you're looking for that, all right? So, um, turn with me to the book of 1 Corinthians. And uh, as you guys are turning there, uh, we're going to hang out in 1 Corinthians chapter 12 today. Um, but as you guys are, are turning there, a um, couple of housekeeping things. Again, uh, you may notice some response cards on your chairs. Maybe you picked it up and slot, you know, slid it over to the chair next to you, so now maybe they're all on the end. But I want to encourage you, uh, fill out that blue response card on the end, and we're going to give you a chance um, at our response time to drop that off in the offering box. And uh, here's the thing. I've noticed lately, the last few weeks, uh, we haven't been getting as many blue cards, um, and, uh, and that's, that's a big deal. We want everybody to fill these out. Uh, it doesn't matter if you're like, Randy, you already have our information. We're not after your information, all right? Um, it's great. It's helpful for us, but we want prayer requests, all right? We want to know how to pray for you, and on the back, there's a place for you to mark like some next steps that you may be feeling led to take, and we want to help disciple you. We want to help, help you take your next step in your walk with Jesus. So those cards are, are really valuable. Um, as we try to minister to you and pray for you. So we want everybody that's here today uh, to fill one of those cards out and drop it off in the box on your way out today. But you'll also notice that on the other side, there's a place for you to take notes today. And I want to encourage you to take notes today, all right? Um, Today, we're going to be kind of all over the place um, as far as like making some points and reading scriptures, and we're going to flip through some different verses in the Bible. And uh, and you, I don't want you to get lost. One of the best ways to follow along with that is to write down. So if I say, hey, we're going to the book of Hebrews. Just write that down in your notes. You may not be able to flip to it or scroll to it, and you can go back and read it in your Bible later if you have it written down, all right? So that's just one way that taking notes is helpful for us. Uh, But also, we want to be a note-taking church. We don't want to be a church that just uses the sermon time to sit back and decide whether or not we like what's going on, all right? We are God's people um, gathering around God's word to hear a word from God today. All right, so I want to encourage you um, to, to take that posture, and uh, let's really hear a word from the Lord today, all right? So we are in our sermon series called You Belong, and uh, I'm so excited. We kicked this off last week, and really what we talked about is, um, uh, is, is the fact that we are all looking for somewhere or someone to belong to, right? We all were made with this innate longing to belong. And I believe that God has given us an answer for our longing to belong. And the answer for that um, is uh, twofold. One, a relationship with him, and two, a relationship with his people. And, uh, and so that's what we're going to be talking about over the course of the next couple of weeks, is we're going to be talking about how to belong 
um, to God and to God's people. And uh, one thing that we've noticed um, just kind of uh, going through, especially this pandemic over the last several years, almost three years now, one of the things that we've, we've noticed is that there are probably more lonely people in the world now than ever before. Like whether we're admitting that or not, there are a lot of lonely people, a lot of people who lost friends during the pandemic. A lot of people who feel like now their families aren't safe places for them. A lot of people who moved during the pandemic and are now new to an area, new to a city, new to a school, and, and don't, haven't really found their place yet of where they belong. And I believe with all of my heart that God's answer to that longing to belong is his church. And, uh, and so I, I, today, like one of the things we're going to talk about, we're going to talk about God's church, all right? We're going to talk about why it matters. And I'm just convinced that now, maybe more than ever, at least in our lifetime, the church matters. Like, like in a world full of lonely people, you have the church who was literally designed to be unified and, and, and to give people a sense of belonging matters now more than maybe it ever has. Um, let me ask you guys a question. You ever joined anything before? You ever joined something before? I was thinking about some things I've joined uh, before. I remember um, uh, it goes back to the second grade, actually. One of, the, um, one of the ways that when I first met with a counselor and an assessor trying to decide whether or not I would be a good church planter of starting a new church, uh, this story came out in my session. And that's when I was like, oh, man, counseling is kind of like voodoo. Like, it's just so amazing. Like, it just brings off this amazing stuff. And I was sitting there, and I, somehow I started telling the story about the second grade. I don't know how counselors do those. They just start talking. And so I'm like talking about the second grade. And I'm like, yeah, this one time, the first time I ever got in trouble actually was uh, when I was out on the playground at second grade. And I had joined this, this underground, like this, um, uh, not underground, but under the playground club. Like, like we would meet, um, you know, and like, like play games. And, and it wasn't a very exclusive club. Like it didn't take much, but you did have to join it. And to join it, you had to give up these things called pogs. Anybody remember pogs? All right. So like you had to, you had to give up pogs. And like, if you are, um, probably under the age of 30. I don't know. Like you may have no clue what that is. You can Google it. It was a, a phenomenon. Anyway, you had to give up some pogs and you, they basically joined the community pot. You could join this playground club. And all we did was like run around and play and everything. Well, one day, I don't know what happened, but I just decided I didn't want to be a part of that playground club anymore. I don't know if they were charging too many pogs or just too many people had come in. So I just decided, you know what? I, could pro I was talking to a friend of mine. I was like, we could probably start another club. And we could probably start a club, and this club would be, like, even better. Like, we would have more friends and more people. We would do cooler stuff. Like, like this club would be really awesome. And so uh, this friend, he was like, sure, yeah, let's do it. So then we started meeting under the slide, right? We wanted to be kind of top secret about it. You know, they're like, hey, you guys come play? We're like, yeah, yeah, no, we're working on something. We, we're, like, drawing plans out on the sand, you know. We're doing all this stuff. And, uh, and so one day, I'm headed out to recess, and the teacher says, uh, hey, Brandon, do you mind staying after? I'm like, oh, sure, what do you need? And she's like, yeah, just come into this room with me. And I walk in to the office, and there's my mom sitting there. And I'm like, oh, hey, am I going home? And they're like, no, we want to talk to you. And I'm like, oh, what, what do you want to talk about, right? And they're like, yeah, so we've heard that you've started this underground club on the playground, and, uh, and you're not letting all of the kids join the club. And, it, and it's like brought out this like, like division in our classroom. 
And I'm like, well, who told you about the club? You know, like now I'm wondering, like, how did this, how did this intel get out? You know, like there's a, you know, there's, there's someone in our midst that's like a leaker, you know? And so I'm like, what, what do we do? And, uh, and so anyway, I got, I got in trouble. That was the first time. And I, I would say the only time, I don't know, there might've been other times, but probably the first, and I'm going to say only time uh, that I really got in like a lot of trouble. So I had to disband that club. And, uh, and so anyway, welcome to my playground club. And uh, you guys are, no, I'm just kidding. But, but that's one way that I realized like that's something throughout my life that like I just love to start things. And so, um, so I joined that, joined that club. Um, when I was in high school, I joined all sorts of clubs. In fact, if you were a club, I just wanted to join you. I, I had this uh, thing, uh, some of you may be aware of it, called FOMO. Uh, it's an acronym. It stands, anybody know what it stands for? Fear of missing out. And I have it bad. And, uh, and so I just want to be a part of everything. And so I was just like joining every club. I'm filling out every application. My parents pay like $800 of club fees that, that my senior year. Like I was just joining everything. It didn't get any better in college. Like in college, I just joined everything, right? I wanted to be a part of everything. And it's not just clubs and organized clubs, right? We join relationships. We join friendships. We join friend groups. We join um, uh, dating relationships, right? Um, we join Bible studies. We join small groups. We join interest groups. We join Facebook groups. We join gyms, right? Like there are so many things. How many of you have joined something before? Okay, so that, that's most all of us, all right? Um, but here's the deal. Like joining those clubs, joining those things has never like really changed me. Like it's never really like completely altered my life. And, and they've all come and gone. Like they've all been around certain times and left and come in and out of my life. But guys, like today I want us to talk about like there is something that we can join, that we can belong to and be a part of, and it is the church. Um, man, uh, today I want us to talk a little bit about something really specific when it comes to the church. And today I want us to talk about this idea of church membership. Like, what is, like, like, should we join a church? What does it mean to join a church? What does it mean to be a member of a church? Is that even biblical? Should we, should we do it? And, uh, and I just want to say this from the outset. If you're taking notes, you can write this down. Listen, church is not an organization you join. It's a people you belong with, okay? Church is not an organization that you join. It is a people that you belong with. And, and I think that's really important to understand um, is that like, like to, when we talk about church membership, at least at this church, we're not talking about joining an organization. We're not talking about padding your resume. We're not talking about having something, you know, uh, to be, like we're talking about um, not an organization. We're talking about a people, right? Um, and, and, but you may come here and you go, Brandon, actually, I came to church today. I'm really struggling with some things in my life. Like, uh, maybe you've got some high anxiety. Maybe you've got a lot of stress. Maybe things are going on at work. Maybe you've got big decisions to make. And you came to church and you just wanted to hear from God. Now I get up and go, oh, we're going to talk about uh, church membership. And you're going, oh, what? Like, what does that have to do with my life? Like, who cares? Like, Brandon, I'm going through it right now. And you want to get up and talk about like church membership. Like, dude, write a book. Like, we give us, give us Jesus. And I, and I want to tell you, like, Jesus is found interwoven through this idea of church membership. Um, uh, but listen, you should care. Like, as someone who follows Jesus, you should care about church membership for a couple of reasons. One, um, because when following Jesus, church membership is often used for abuse and control. 
Like, you should care because oftentimes, like, you may go be a part of churches and hear about church membership and see how it's run and see how things are done and realize that that's really just an excuse that we use to, to abuse people and have control over people's lives. And you should care about that because that's not going to help you. That's going to hurt you. Um, you should care because relationships within the church affect all of us in good and bad ways. Like, like if you are going through a lot here today, if you've got a lot going on um, in your life today, and you're going, Brandon, I'm just struggling, I'm stressed, I'm, maybe you need healing for something, maybe you've got a lot going on in your family, and you just go, Brandon, I've got a lot going on today. Listen, you are in the right place. And the reason church membership matters to us is because these relationships that we have with God and God's people, they help us get through these times. Like they are a good gift given to us by God to help us get through the times in our life that we are struggling. But they also give us like an immediate cheer squad who cheer us on when things are going well. So you may not think about church membership every day. You may not wake up and go, man, I'm so glad I'm a member of a church or I'm so glad I'm not a member of a church. Like you may not wake up every day thinking about it. But if you're a part of the church, if you belong to the church, have no doubt, it impacts and affects your life more than you may think it does. Here's um, the main reason we should care about church membership is because God's word actually has a lot to say about it. And, uh, and so let's kind of dive in um, today. I want, you to, I want you to see that like church membership, um, the words church membership are actually not in the Bible. Okay. So like if we're looking through and go, okay, Brian, show me where church membership is. It's actually not in the Bible. And here, here's the other thing I'll tell you is that church membership, often the way we see it in churches in America today is not in the Bible. So we're starting a brand new church. So here's the deal. We want to do things the way the Bible says to do them. So if we're going to talk about being a member of a church, about joining and belonging to the to the church and to the body of Christ, then let's do it the way the Bible says to do it, right? Let's not do it the way Brandon says. Let's not do it the way tradition says. Let's not do it the way other churches do it. Let's do it the way Jesus intended and the Bible intended, all right? So that's what we're going to be talking about today. Um, here's the, uh, let's, you guys, uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 12? You're like, yeah, we've been there, dude. All right, here we go. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, um, and let's start in verse 12, all right? 1 Corinthians 12, starting in verse 12. For just as the body is one and has many members, and all the members of the body, though many are one body, so it is with Christ. For in one spirit we were all baptized into one body, Jews or Greeks, slaves or free, and we were all made to drink of one spirit. For the body does not consist of one member, but of many. If the foot should say, because I'm not a hand, I do not belong to the body, that would not make it any less part of the body, right? If the ear should say, because I'm not an eye, I do not belong to the body, that would not make it any less part of the body, right? If the whole body were an eye, where would be your sense of hearing? If the whole body were an ear, where would be your sense of smell? But as it is, God arranged the members in the body, each one of them, as he chose. If all were a single member, where would the body be? As it is, there are many parts, yet one body. 
Look at verse 21. The eye cannot say to the hand, I have no need of you, nor again the head to the feet, I have no need of you. On the contrary, the parts of the body that seem to be weaker are indispensable. And on those parts of the body that we think less honorable, we bestow the greater honor. And our unpresentable parts are treated with greater modesty, which our more presentable parts do not require. But God has so composed the body, giving greater honor to the part that lacked it, that there may be no division in the body, but that the members may have the same care for one another. If one member suffers, all suffer together. If one member is honored, all rejoice together. Look at verse 27. Now you are the body of Christ and individually members of it. All right. So if you're taking notes, write down this first point here. The church is a body. The church is a body. Now, as we look at this and we think like, okay, all right, the church is a body. What does that, what does that look like? What does that mean? Um, listen, when we talk about church membership, he does talk about members, but I don't want to confuse you. He's not talking about members the way we often talk about members of a church, all right? Um, so you may not have grown up in church. You may not have a church history at all, and so some of this may not make sense to you, but a lot of times what happens in churches um, is that we treat church membership like a logistical thing, right, where you show up you sign a piece of paper, you say you want to be in, maybe you have to go through a class, maybe you have to, you know, read some materials and do a bunch of stuff. Every church kind of does it differently. And then you show up and you're a member. And then once that happens, like the, kind of the way we treat it is it's like, great, now um, I'm just on the church roll, right? Like I'm just, I, I, my name is somewhere. And so I get included in the emails. Like, I get included on things. And, and to be honest with you, sometimes, a lot of times, uh, those are really just used to pad numbers. Like, um, sometimes I'll talk to pastors, and uh, we'll be talking, and, um, you know, and they'll, I'll say something like, well, you know, how, how, how many people do you have in your church? Like, how many people compose your church? And they'll look at me and say, well, you want how many members we have or how many people show up? And I'm like, uh you know what? I don't even care anymore. I don't even, I don't even want to know. It doesn't matter to me. I don't know because, listen, like that is such a weird, like, like when you read the Bible, that's such a weird question. That's like saying, well, how many bones do you have in your body? And you go, well, do you want how many bones I have or how many bones are working properly? Like, like it's like, well, I, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I want to know, like, how many bones do you have in your body? And guys, when we treat church membership that way, when all it is is just a name on a roll or it's just a, to pad our numbers, that is not a biblical view. So what Paul is talking about here in 1 Corinthians 12 is a view of commitment, all right? Like, like one of the major parts of church membership in the Bible is this scary, scary word called commitment. But I want you to hear me say something. Commit, biblical commitment does not equal control, okay? Biblical commitment does not equal control. Because you biblically commit to a people does not give those people control over your life, all right? So I'm not talking about cultish things. I'm not talking about worldly organizations. I'm talking about an organism, a body. 
And that's the way the Bible describes church membership to us. As he says, when you're joining a church, you're actually not joining an organization. You're joining an organism. You are becoming a part of a body. So I want you to think about that for a second. Like, how important are the parts of your body? And you may go, well, I guess it depends on what part, right? Like, I have, you know, my head is probably pretty important. I, if I needed to do without, like, half a finger, I could probably do that, you know? Like, I mean, you start, like, ranking them. The Bible doesn't do that. The Bible says all parts are equal, all, all parts are necessary and needed. And when you join a church, guys, listen to me, you are belonging to a body. Like, you are that interconnected. Like, if I just, if, if we just, like, somebody came and, like, you know, took your eye out, you'd be like, hey, I need that. Like, that is intimately a part of me, like that belongs to me. And guys, that's how valuable you are to God's church. Isn't that amazing? Like you belong. Do you know why? Do you know what you have to do to get that type of intimate belonging in the church? Do you know what you have to do? You have to know Jesus. That's it. There's no, you don't have to do all of, you don't have to jump through all these hoops. You don't have to do all of these things. You got to know Jesus. You got to have been bought by his blood and like redeemed by his, his, his death and resurrection. Like that's what it takes to be a church member, all right? So listen, church membership is a belonging to, not a signing of a sheet of paper, all right? Church membership is actually an intimate belonging to in the same way that body parts belong to a body is the same way that you belong to one another, that we belong to one another. Um, one day... I was uh, starting our first church, and I didn't really uh, believe in church membership. Like, I'm just going to be honest with you. I had seen it done so poorly that all I thought church membership was for is for, like, people to pad, the churches to pad their numbers. And then I saw it where churches would use that church membership to, like, control people. Like, well, you're a member of this church, so you need to meet with us. And what do you mean you're going to do that and do that? You know, you're going to take what job? No, you can't move. You're a member of this church. Like, it was just so controlling. I was like, that's not in the Bible. Like, what do you guys, so, so I just like, you know, as oftentimes you have a bad experience with something, you tend to just not want to do that, right? And not go back to that. So I was meeting with another church planter in the area and, uh, and I was talking to him and I was like, dude, now like mentor me a little bit, like tell me. And he's like, all right, I'll just ask you some questions. So he asked me, he's like, what is church membership going to be like for your new church? And I was like, oh, easy, not non-existent not going to happen. We're just going to have people come, and we're just going to be the church. Like, we don't need church membership. We don't need all this stuff. We're just, people are going to show up. We're just going to be. Like, we're just going to be, man. We're just, like, authentic. We're real, you know? We're just going to be. And, uh, and he was like, oh, okay. Why don't you, like, be biblical? And I was like, well, because uh, we're trying to be real, you know? And he's like, yeah, you can be real biblical. It's like what you should be. And I was like, well, what do you mean? I was like, tell me your church membership process. Like, what do they do? They, I bet they, I said, I got it. They show up to a class, they sign a sheet of paper, and then you hold that over their heads for the rest of their lives, right? He goes, no. He goes, this is way harder than that. I was like, what? What are you talking about? He was like, yeah. Um, he goes, actually, they got to go to an eight-week class. And uh, everybody has to go to an eight-week class to make sure they understand salvation, that they understand the gospel, that they understand who our church is and what we're doing. They all have to meet one-on-one -on -one with a pastor, share their testimony, talk to us about their story and who they are, make sure they're not coming in to be divisive. And then they, they sign an eight-page covenant. 
And I was like, an eight-week class, eight-page covenant, and an interview with a pastor. How many members do you have in your church, bro? You got like two? Is it like you and your wife? Or did your wife not even want to join? Like, what does that look like in your church, right? And uh, he was like, well, he goes, actually, yeah. He was like, we we just broke 120 members. We, you know, we got 150 people coming, but uh, we're, you know, we're not where we want to be. I was like, you got 120 people in Arlington, Virginia, the busiest place on earth to do this? And he was like, well, yeah. And I was like, how? How did you do that? He goes, well, it actually wasn't very hard. He was like, you see, um, we commit to things way less important all the time. He was like, you ever joined a gym? I was like, yeah. He was like, how many papers did you have to sign? I was like, well, like 30. He was like, yeah, all written out by their attorneys. You didn't even read any of them, right? He was like, all they say is you're not going to sue us. 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 I will pay you. I will pay you. He was like, and you just sign all these, like you don't even ask. They just give you a tour of the facility. You don't even remember the person's name. And you just sign a bunch of papers and then give them your bank account information. And, and they, you don't give them money every time you go. They just take it out of your account whenever they want to. I was like, right. And he was like, yeah, don't you think the church is even more important than the gym? And I was like, well, yeah. And he was like, yeah, Jesus didn't die for the gym, right? Jesus died for who? And I was like, the church. And he was like, so how much more committed should we be to the body of Christ than we are to joining a local gym? And I said, yeah, yeah, I guess you're right. Because you ever bought a house? And at that time, I was like, ha, nope. And uh, he was like, well, I have. Let me tell you about it. He said, they walk in with a stack of papers this high, and you sign all of them. He was like, and you go through, and you spend about two hours just signing stuff. And you don't even read it. They just tell you, sign that, sign that. And you go, what does this say? And they say, you want your money? Yep, sign it, sign it, sign it. He was like, like to buy or sell a house, like you spend hours signing sheets of paper. Like, why wouldn't we make joining Christ's church even more important than that? So I want you to hear me say this. That is not to say that we got to put unbiblical hoops in front of people to join God's church. That's not the point. The point is that God's church matters. And that word commitment doesn't mean control, but it does mean commitment. It does mean commitment. Because uh, just as you hope that your head is committed to your neck, right? We hope that we are committed to one another. Hey, it wasn't that funny. You know, I mean, I appreciate you being my height girl, but uh, all right. <laughs> if you're taking notes, write this, write this down too. This is why else uh, church membership is important. The church has leaders who shepherd us. The church has leaders who shepherd us. And maybe like over the word shepherd, you could write the word care. Because that's what the word shepherding means. It means to care, all right, um, to watch over. Um, I, I want to read to you and put these, uh, put these scriptures up, but if you want to write them down or you want to flip to them in your Bible or scroll to them, you can do that. But I want to read Acts chapter 20, verse 28 to you. Acts chapter 20, verse 28. And uh, I want you to listen to what, um, again, uh, is being said about the church, all right? <clears throat> um, it says this, Acts 20, 28. It says, pay careful attention to yourselves and to all the flock in which the Holy Spirit has made you overseers to care for the church of God, which he obtained with his own blood. All right, so this 
is a commandment from Scripture to pastors. That word overseer means pastor. And so this is a, a Scripture to the leaders of the church. And so imagine if you, if you were a pastor, okay, and, and someone said this to you, pay careful attention to yourself and the flock. Now, the flock was an analogy word used to describe the church, okay? Uh, flock meaning they're using this idea of like shepherd, a flock of sheep, right? And the pastor is the shepherd, and we are the flock of sheep, okay? So, so he says, so imagine you're a pastor, and someone comes to you and says, okay, here's your job as a pastor. Be, pay careful attention to yourself, okay, got it, and to all the flock which the Holy Spirit has given to you. At that point, I'm going, okay, who is my flock, right? Like, what does that mean? Um, and so here's what happens. A lot of times, uh, people get into this, like, mode of, well, I don't want to join a church because I just am the church, right? I don't want to be a part of a local church because I am a part of the global church. Like, there's just one church, one giant church. And I say, man, it's really great. As a pastor, do you see where that's a little problematic? If I look around and go, man, I got to pay careful attention to, to the lives of the people in my flock. Does that mean I have to pay careful attention to every Christian in the world? Is that what that means? Does that mean that your pastor needs to pay careful attention to the flock that he has been given in, in, in India and in Greece and um, in Germany? Like, is that, is that what that means and what that looks like? No, of course not. It was understood in the Bible, okay, that, that pastors had certain flocks. And I think of them like sheep pens, okay? So are they all sheep? Yes, but do they have different pens in which they hang out in? Yes. And guys, that's kind of what local churches are. And that's why they're so important. Um, but listen, here's, here's the best part of this, is because, <clears throat> because we have a local church and we become members of a local church, now our pastors, our leaders, know who to care for. Okay? It's like, like they know who to care for. If you walk into a church and there's a bunch of members and there are people who have never met a pastor then that means like their pastor's probably not upholding what the Bible says that they're supposed to do. They're supposed to not just know that you're there. They're supposed to pay careful attention to you. Like, like your leader, your pastor of your church, when you join a church, is not just supposed to know your name or have shaken your hand on a Sunday. They're supposed to pay careful attention to you. Why? Why? To care for you. To care for you. To know that when you walk in, there's something different about your face. Man, there, there's something different going on in your life. I know what's going on, right? I, I can care for you. And so that matters to us. Um, and so how do you pay careful attention to a flock unless you know who's in it, right? All right, if you're taking notes, write this down. It's the third point. The third reason church membership matters is because the church submits to godly leadership. The church submits to godly leadership. Now, I know we don't like that word submit. So again, understand, submission doesn't mean control. It does not mean abuse, all right? I want you to be very clear on that. Um, I'm talking godly submission, which is done joyfully and is done first and foremost submission to Christ before submission to any other individual, all right? So read with me Hebrews chapter 13, verse 17. Um, I want to read to you Hebrews 13, 17. And in Hebrews 13, 17, this is what it says. 
Um, now, uh, that verse in Acts, he was talking to the leaders. Now, he's talking to us, the church. He says, Obey your leaders and submit to them, for they are keeping watch over your souls as those who will have to give an account. Let them do this with joy and not with groaning, for that would be of no advantage to you. Okay? Makes sense, right? Um, in other words, like, let's be kind to our leaders so that they will enjoy leading in the church, so that then we will all have an enjoyable experience, all right? But here's what he says I think is really interesting. Obey your leaders and submit to them. So does that mean if we're all just one giant church and there's no church membership, does that mean that you have to obey and submit to every church leader in the world? No. Like, does that mean that you, if there's no church membership, then that means that, like, we as Christians just have to obey and submit to, like, every leader that comes around. Like, any leader that comes up to us and says, hey, you should be doing this, we should obey and submit to. No, of course not. It was understood in the Bible that there are members in the church. Like, it was understood. This wasn't, like, a new concept for them. Like, it was understood that there are leaders and they know who their sheep are. That there are sheep and they know who their leaders are. And they've all committed together to be just a little picture of what is happening around the world. All right? As we gather here today, Impact, we are a little picture of what is happening all over the world. So we are a local church, but we are just shining a picture to Fredericksburg of the global church, of what one day Christ will make the church as we are all gathered around his throne. Like that's who we are, all right? So, so listen, um, you don't need to submit to every pastor on earth. You don't need to submit to every leader in Fredericksburg, all right? We, we join a church. Church membership matters so that you know who your leader is, so that you know who's caring for you, so that you know who to obey and submit to, and so that leaders know who they're supposed to care for, all right? Um, here's the next point. I don't know what, no, what number are we on for. Uh, the church helps restore our relationship with God. Church membership matters because the church helps restore our relationship with God. I want to read to you Matthew chapter 18, verses 15 through 17. It says this. Matthew 18, 15 through 17 says, If your brother sins against you, go and tell him his fault between you and him alone. If he listens to you, you've gained your brother. Praise God. Verse 16. But if he does not listen... Take one or two others along with you that every charge may be established by the evidence of two or three witnesses. Verse 17, if he refuses to listen to them, tell it to the church. And if he refuses to listen even to the church, let him be to you as a Gentile and a tax collector. All right, so these are the words of Jesus. So some people are like, all right, Brandon, that's the Apostle Paul, that's New Testament. Jesus, you know, he, he doesn't talk about about you know, local church or church membership. Well, I got to think, like, when Jesus is telling them, listen, when somebody, like, when there's conflict in the church, when there's conflict among you, you know the best way to be restored? The church. And that church helps restore your relationship with God. So when somebody's bugging out, you go talk to them. If that doesn't help them, you take a couple of people with you who can go help comfort them and restore them. And when that doesn't work, you're supposed to take them to the church. Who is the church? 
You supposed to, are we supposed to gather like a worldwide Zoom call and like have everybody, like you supposed to air out like our conflict and drama to like the whole church, to the whole world? Maybe not the whole world, maybe just the city of Fredericksburg, right? Like let's just get all the churches in Fredericksburg to get, like of course not. Of course, you'd be like, no, that's not practical because the church was never meant, it was never meant to be so big that you couldn't do this. It was never meant to just be global so that you didn't belong and have a sense of belonging to a people and most of all to God. Listen, this is one of the first times Jesus teaches us about the church. He had just mentioned it. We talked about it last week where he said, I will build my church. And now two chapters later, he's teaching us about the church. And the reason he gives this to us, listen, a lot of churches use this passage to talk about like kicking people out of the church, okay? Jesus's intention was not for people to be kicked out of the church. His intention was for people to be restored to a right relationship with God, okay? That is the point of Jesus's teachings. And and so when we look and we say, well, we don't just let anybody take that responsibility, right? It's the church. It's the church. So we look at this, and there are so many more. I could go on and on um, all day today. There's dozens more examples uh, throughout Scripture of commands in the Bible that we can't obey unless we have some sort of church membership, unless we are some way, shape, or form belonging to one another and know to whom we belong to. But see, here's the deal. Like, we have gotten, um, we've gotten so out of step with the biblical idea of church membership. It has become so much about padding our numbers. It has become so much about having organization. It has become so much about programming everything. It has become so much about stout and clout among the community. It has become so much about abuse and control in our country. Like, listen to me, those are not biblical ideas of church membership. Like, church membership matters because you matter. Okay, because you matter and God sees you and God's intention is not for you to walk this world alone. His intention is not for you to feel like you don't belong to somewhere or, some, or someone. Um, so listen, um, here's the deal. Like we as a church in the next couple of weeks, we're going to be rolling out our church membership. And I'm really excited. It's really cool that um, like even John's here today because even six months ago, um, uh, John, uh, uh, who uh, was here but has abandoned me, um, he, no, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. That was a harsh word, but yeah. Um, but I realized like he, he helped us write our constitution and bylaws. Like he helped us write all that. And a lot of times like when people think about church membership, that's what they think of. They think of voting rights, right? They think of, let me see the Constitution and bylaws. Let me see what I, in fact, one of the, well, the largest and I would say most influential church in our area, guys, right now has multiple lawsuits against them because of their Constitution and bylaws. Because people cared more about being a member and what the Constitution said rather than knowing, man, this is what the Bible means when it says church membership. And guys, listen, the day that that happens in our church, we'll just, no offense, John, we'll just rip the Constitution to shreds because it is not more valuable than the unity of God's church. So listen, we worked really hard, John and I worked really hard on this 
to make sure that we had something that was orderly, that was biblical, that every single word in it is supported by the Bible and the Word of God. And, uh, and listen, we, so what we did is we said, well, part of that, like, we'll have members. So uh, members matter for a couple of reasons. One, it matters to uh, the Commonwealth of Virginia, apparently, uh, because to be incorporated as a church, which I won't go into today, I'm happy to talk to you about later, but it matters, okay? So there is a membership process. But guys, what I want you to see is that's not why we're doing it. That's not why we're doing it. That's not why it matters to us. We're doing it because we are one body, and we belong to one another, and we belong with one another. And when you're going through it and you need help, man, I want you to see that you're not alone. You're actually attached to a body that can help you. I want you to see that when you're feeling depressed and anxious and lonely, and you feel like you're alone, that that is not reality, that you are not alone. When you feel like um, everything is against you, when you feel like you can't find your way, when you feel like you don't even know where you're at with God, I want you to know that you are not alone. You belong, and you belong here. And not just here in this building, I'm talking about among a group of people. And what we want is we want the body to grow. We don't want the body to just stay right here. We want the body to grow because there are people in Fredericksburg who don't have belonging. There are people in Fredericksburg who are lonely and upset. There are people in Fredericksburg wondering, man, I went to church my whole life. Now I haven't been to church since the pandemic. I don't even know if I'll ever go back to church. And that's not them doubting the church. That's them doubting their faith in the Lord Jesus. Guys, we've got work to do. There are people in our city who need to know the hope of Jesus, and they need a people to belong to. Listen, I just want to encourage you just a, a, why you should care about, like why you should want to become a member of a local church. Listen, um, but the first reason, you can't obey most of the New Testament without being a member of the local church. Like, how do you love one another? How do you care for one another? How do you teach one another? How do you admonish one another? Like, you need the church. Um, the local church is a picture of the church that we get in the New Testament. Um, man, th this is so huge, guys. Listen to me. The first step away from God is almost always a step away from God's people. Like, like, if you wonder and you start thinking, man, people just have left the church. People don't care about the church. Listen, they're usually not hating on the church. They're usually just really discouraged in their relationships with God. They're usually just really thinking like, man, I, like, I don't know where I'm at with God, and so I'm just going to take a step away from God's people right now. And guys, the thing that should break our heart is not that they stopped going to church. It is where are they with Jesus? Because that's what we care about. We care about people's spiritual lives. Um. Man, and here's the last thing. Worship team, you guys can go ahead and come up. But here's the, here's the major thing I want, I want you to hear me say today. Um, you need the church. Like, you need the church. You may not need a version of the church that we don't always get right, okay? You may not need um, a worldly version of the church, you may not need just another worship service to show up to once a week. But guys, listen to me. You need the biblical church. You need a body to belong to. You need a people to care for you. You need leaders who care for you. And you need to care for leaders. Like, we need to care for one another. Like, we need that.
But listen, I want you to hear me say this too. The church needs you. It's not just a one-way street. It's not just a you need the church. Guys, the church needs you too. Like you bring something to this thing. Like, like you, some of you are the eyeballs to this body. Some of you are the feet to this body. Some of you are the hands. And listen, we need you. Like, yes, you need the body, but the body needs you too. And I'm not, listen to me, I am not talking about showing up once a week to a worship service. I am talking about joining your life with Jesus to other Jesus followers so that we can obey all that he has commanded us to do. That's what I'm talking about today. We got to get out of this, um, this mindset, this American mindset that this is just church. Who would want to join this? This has been awesome today, but if this is all there is to it, that seems weak. But guys, the church is not just this. It is not. I don't have time. I could go through and point out in almost every seat in the house today, people who are living the dream, making disciples, telling people about Jesus all throughout our church, all throughout the week. I could spend time doing that for you today. Guys, that is the church. It's a people you belong to on Wednesday when you got to go to the emergency room or on Thursday when you find out you tested positive for COVID or on Friday when a family member passes away. It's a people that you belong to, guys. It's, it's on Sunday when you're not sure what to do or where you're at with Jesus and someone will sit and pray for you. It's, it's knowing that you got kids and you feel overwhelmed as a parent, but it's okay because when they come to church, they get loved on by people who are going to point them to Jesus. Like, we need the church, and the church needs you. Guys, I believe this is not the time to bail on the church. We don't always get it right. Most of the time, when we don't get it right, that's what gets aired out on social media. But when the church does get it right, there is nothing more beautiful on the face of this planet than Jesus' bride shining a light for the world to see. So I want to encourage you today. Number one, I want to ask you this question. Are you ready to belong to Jesus? Because church membership means nothing if you don't belong to Jesus. If you're just looking for a social club, you'll get fed up with the church. If you're just looking for other things, you'll get fed up with the church. Guys, become secondary to Jesus. Do you want to belong to Jesus? And so there's some of us here today who you go, Brandon, I've, I've never, like I've been religious, I've gone to church, I've done all this. I can't really say I've ever belonged to Jesus, that he has been my Lord, that he has like, like had control of my life. And yes, Brandon, the first step I need to take is in my relationship with Jesus. And today you want to take that step to belong to Jesus. But man, maybe there's some of you here today who go, Brandon, I already belong to Jesus. But to be honest with you, I've been kind of freaking out a little bit. Like, I'm not where I need to be in my relationship with Jesus. Like, like I know I belong to him, but I've been kind of like trying to step away a little bit. And this morning, like the Holy Spirit is telling you, like, stop stepping away and come cuddle up next to him and, and belong with Jesus today. He is real. He is alive. 
And he doesn't want just your obedience, man. He wants your heart, your emotions, your life. And the second question is, are you ready to belong to the body? Are we ready to do this, to show the world that God's people really are set apart and it is better to live with Jesus than it is to live without him? And are we ready to put aside our fears and our insecurities and even our past pains and hurts, which I know are real, to say, nah, let's, let's try to get this thing right. Let's try to do this thing biblically. So today, are you ready to belong to Jesus? And are you ready to belong to Jesus' people? Let's all bow our heads and take a time to pray today. I'm just going to take a minute and pray for us. And just right where you're at, maybe you take a minute and pray yourself to Jesus. Maybe you need to come back to your relationship with Jesus today. Or maybe you need to ask God to heal some of your pains and insecurities about church. Ask God to give you a blank slate so that we can see an imperfect yet biblical picture of the church. Heavenly Father, we love you so much, Lord. Lord, I'm just reminded of that verse that we read, Lord, not just that we are members, but that we are members of Christ's body. That we're not an impact body. We're not a Brandon body. We're Christ's body. Jesus, thank you, and thank you that you shed your own blood for us. That we're not a body because we're cool, we're not a body because we just started a church. We're a body because, Christ, you shed your blood for us. Jesus, thank you. And Jesus, I just pray that you would help us to know a sense of belonging to you and a sense of belonging to your body, maybe in a way that some of us have never experienced before. And it may be long and it may be hard, but Jesus, I pray at the end that it is worth it to know you more. So Jesus, we love you and it's in your name that we pray. Amen. Hi, Pastor Brandon here. Thanks again for listening to our Impact Church Sermon Podcast. If God has spoken to you today or you have a prayer request you'd like to share, please email us at hello at impactfxbg.church. If you're local to the Fredericksburg area, we would love to see you for worship in person. But if not, please let us know if we can help you find a gospel-centered church right where you're at. Feel free to connect with us on Facebook or Instagram and on our website, www.impactfxbg.church. Until next time, keep living the dream.